from the beautiful West 7th neighborhood of St. Paul, Minnesota, you're listening to the Capital City Podcast. Welcome to Capital City Church. So great to have you guys here on our Membership Sunday. Almost three years into our life as a, as a regular um, communing church. So just glad to have you guys here. I wanted to briefly introduce uh, Bruce Henry and Dan Moose, who are here with us today. If you guys want to raise your hand. Uh, I believe, I know Bruce was here for our launching service. I believe Dan would have been as well three years ago. So it's just fun to have them back now um, just kind of recognizing that we're officially establishing membership. We're entering into that stream of churches establishing their own self-propagating membership. Uh, For now, 1989 years, churches have been doing this very thing of becoming an autonomous, locally governing, locally electing their leaders, and uh, from their own church spreading outward from there. Almost 2,000 years of churches doing this very thing. Since the very beginning, when Jesus rose from the dead in around 30 or 33 AD. Uh, So I just wanted to introduce briefly, uh, Bruce is representing um, First Free. And so Bruce actually came on staff right around the time we were planting out, if I remember right. Is that that correct? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) You were basically on staff as soon as you started coming there. You know, leaders just find their way into leadership right away. Uh, (laughs) And so... um, yeah, First Free has just been so gracious in, in sending us out and supporting us for these three years, and Bruce is, is acting on behalf of, of the elders and the staff uh, in representing them. And then Dan Moose, uh, he's preached for us before a couple of times. He is the main sort of church, plant, I don't know your official title, church planting guru, basically, is what I think of you as. Uh, but he both trains and sort of helps to send out all of the EFCA church plants in, in the district. Uh, and so he'll also be, both of them will be praying for us or, or sharing a word today. Good morning, Capital City Church. Just want to send you a greeting from, on behalf of First Evangelical Free Church in Maplewood. And um, we have had the privilege of assisting you with some of our prayer. And that's been a very important part over these last three years, but also with some very important people. Some, some of our members from First Free came down here to get you started and to get this plant uh, cranked out. And uh, we are, we, though we miss them at First Free, we are, we are delighted that they can be a part of your church. And then we've had some assisting of you in, in our finances as well. And I just want to share from our church, on behalf of our church, that we are grateful for the opportunity that we've had to just be able to minister with you. To, to minister to you and hopefully to see this church plant expand and grow in, in St. Paul. Uh, church planting, what a perfect time of the season in life for you to plant a church, wouldn't you say? Right in the midst of COVID and everything else that's going on, what a perfect time. Well, it is a time that God wanted you to plant and I pray for your, you know, God's blessing on you. I pray that this has been God's timing, the correct timing, that, that uh, this is God's place for you as well. And, of course, with God's pioneers. This is uh, how we must look at it. We can look at it and say, wow, this has been a horrible time, a difficult time, uh, a challenging time for us these last couple of years. But this is God's time for Capital City Church, and I pray for uh, God's blessing upon you. We, um, 40 years ago or so, Marilyn and I planted a church 
in the northern suburbs. And so I have a sense, a, a real heart for those who plant churches. And I know some of the blessings and the great joys that come with that. But I also know the, the, some of the difficulties that come with it as well. And so my heart goes out to you, and I am so grateful for this church plant, and I pray that God richly blesses it. I remember when we started, we couldn't get any young families to come until we had our first daughter born. And then that was a blessing. And then uh, older people started to come, and it was a blessing for that. Um, let me just say a word about church membership. This is Membership Sunday. Uh, Jonathan Lehman defines it this way. Church membership is a formal relationship between a local church and a Christian characterized by the church's affirmation and oversight of a Christian's discipleship and the Christian's submission to living out his or her discipleship in the care of the church. Practically speaking, it means this. That as an individual, you're saying to Jesus and to his church, Jesus, I've counted the cost, and I know that you're asking me to do as your follower. You call me to love God and to love others as myself. I'm ready now to join your local, definable people to live that out. I take responsibility for them and them for me. I'm not here only to receive, but also to give. I want to receive care, but I also want to extend care to others. I want to grow in you, and I want to help others grow in you. And I want others to know me and help me when I sin. And I want to know and help others. And I want to submit to godly leadership, and I want to be all in with Christ's church. I want more than a taste. I want the real thing. So I trust that today is a great day in the life of Capital City Church, and I am so thankful that I can be here and enjoy it with you. This is fun speaking with a handheld mic. I feel like all the cool pastors have gone to a handheld mic these days. You know, I, I like still using the, the ear one, but I'm, I'm a cool pastor today holding the actual mic. So if I just start to let it drift, you'll have to let me know if you can't hear me. Uh, guys, it's... Uh, it's an honor to do this today. It's funny, I'm torn between the kind of um, cortisol in the bloodstream of like trying to like manage a different service than normal, right? It's always like, ah, what, what's next and what's the order? But I'm also, so I'm kind of torn between that, but also like the sheer honor and grace of, of being with you guys for three years and now being able to establish membership. Uh, it's amazing. So I kind of keep my emotions keep going between like haggard and then just like overwhelmed uh, in, in thankfulness. Um, like I said, this is, if Jesus rose again on the 33rd year AD, give or take, then this is the 1989th year of churches doing this very thing. Uh, Paul himself planted between 14 and 20 churches. There's a bit of a debate as to how many he did. Uh, and they all more or less got established in a similar way. Uh, whether it was someone gathering people or it was just refugees or people escaping persecution and then gathering together and being Christians and saying, hey, you know, we have to, we have to figure out a way to establish some kind of church here. It always happened in a similar way where they said, let's lay our hands on people, let's raise people up, and, and let's be a church of Christ. Uh, and I just think it's so fun that we get to enter into that stream. A group of people get together, whether organized by a leader or not, they band together under the love of Christ, and today we're doing the same. 
So some people might ask, you know, why do you do church membership? Because there's no like specific paragraph or passage that talks specifically about what it means to be a church member, right? There's a lot of biblical passages that talk around these issues, and the way that we accomplish these things is through church membership. But some people will say, well, you know, is church membership, you know, signing a thing, is that actually in the New Testament? But the reason we do this is that it is a a way of truly belonging. So we live in a, just a rampant consumer culture. And so by becoming church members, you are saying, I'm putting my flag here. This is the Christian body of believers to which I will belong. It's not just a consumer thing. I won't just sit at home and stream. Well, you know, here we are ordering food to our house. We're watching all this, you know, streamed content on our, on our screens. People are doing the same with church. We kind of become these disembodied consumers. And becoming church members is a way of actually tangibly showing that you belong to a real community of Christians. Um, rather than just being a disembodied consumer, you're saying, you know, I, I meet still with these Christians. I pray with them. We break bread together. We share the gospel together. We care for refugees. We care for the poor together. We care for the sick. We visit the imprisoned. It's not just something that I click in on on my screen, right? This is a real body that I belong to. Uh, C.S. Lewis once said that it's, it's easy to say that you love the poor, that you love your brothers and sisters in the world, but what about this one person that drives you crazy? Do you actually love this real person or this real community? And in the same way, it's really easy for people to wax eloquent about loving the church in general. I love the church. You know, I love the body of Christ across the world. How cool is it? While they're more or less sitting at home, not involving themselves, not praying for those that they're that they run alongside, uh, not sharing with those, not lifting others up carrying their burdens, not pushing or compelling one another toward love and good deeds. It's easy just to sit back and say, well, yeah, I love the church, but not to really be involved with other Christian brothers and sisters. Many are content not to serve, not to help, not to read their Bible, not to pray, not to attend a small group or any kind of prayer group or church. It's easy to be consumers, especially in our era, especially with COVID. It's easy to say, You love the body of Christ, but it's a real commitment to say, I love this body of Christ. It's easy to say you love the church, but it's a real commitment to say, I love this church, even the people I don't like in it, right? Or even the people who disagree with me on this or that issue, right? It's a real commitment to love an actual body of Christ rather than just the la-la land. I I love uh, a body of Christ, the body of Christ in general. Uh, One writer at the Gospel Coalition said that um, church membership that making a commitment makes a powerful statement in our low commitment culture. And he made a great argument, I'll just read it, made a great argument that many bowling leagues actually require more from their members than churches do today. He says, many bowling leagues require more of their members than our churches. Where this is true, the church is a sad reflection of its culture. Ours is a consumer culture where everything is tailored to meet our needs and satisfy our preferences. When those needs aren't met, we can always move on to the next product or job or spouse. Joining a church in such an environment makes a countercultural statement. It says, I am committed to this group of people, and they are committed to me. I am here to give more than get. And that is something I've learned in church planting, is if all the people that came and checked out, checked out, Capital City, stayed, we'd have well over 200 people, right? But people, are, our base American value is consumerism, right? We want to get as much as we can for as little cost. 
And people do the same with churches. They don't realize that rather than going to the church that might be in their city or their neighborhood or one with a similar philosophy of ministry, it's easy to say, I want to get as much as possible. And that's why I'm so proud, I'm so happy of this, this group here, because if you have a consumer mindset, certainly a church of a thousand people can provide more for the cost, right? For, what, for the time you put in, there's more offerings, there's more products, so to speak. But I'm so proud of you guys for planting your flag and saying, this is the place where I'm going to do the ministry of Jesus. This is the, the community, this is the body that God has called me to. Rather than showing up uh, for smoke and lights and entertainment and products and services, you're actually committing to walk alongside each other in prayer. And so I'm just really encouraged and proud of you guys. I want to leave some time here uh, for Dan Moose. Let's see here. Um, let, let me just cut off there rather than keep going because I know our time is starting to get short. So with that, I'll call Dan Moose forward and he'll, he'll share with us for a little bit. Good morning. A little better than that. Good morning. That's good. We heard you singing, so I know there are more here. It's great to be with you. Uh, it's a privilege to work. I, we started with the Jordan quite a few years ago as we started through training and all this, and it's good to see the church come to the place where you're at today and as you continue to grow. As I uh, was, Jordan and I were talking, Jordan says, well, share a couple things, the benefits what are the benefits of membership? Why do we need to be doing? What, is, what does this give us the privilege of? And as I was thinking, I come up with three, and I'm not going to preach uh, along on each one because I want to put a scripture verse with it. And to do that, we won't have a lot of time. But the first, the first reason we need to be together as church members is because we're committed to live out our faith together as fellow followers of Christ, and we are better together. Too often, we don't think about being better together. You know, I, you've all been around a, a fire, campfire, and it starts to get real cool. The amber, the things are cooling off the coals, and they're kind of out there. You push them back together, and you put a new log on, what happens? The fire puffs back up. And that's what the beauty of the Christians. If you look at ministry of Christ, Christ never sent them out one by one. Do you notice that? Two by twos. Paul talks about going out two by twos. And you see most of the ministry. And the reason that's important is here's what Hebrews 10.24 says. Let us think, so, think of ways to motivate one another to the acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We draw together for what reason? to motivate and encourage each other. I think the King James says, spur one another on. That's a little hard, but you know, the idea we're here, we're coming together and we're helping one another. And we're, you know, the beauty of the body is that as together you can protect, but you can also reveal. You can be the mirror to somebody else and encourage them as they are walking. The second reason benefit of being a member of church is that you're living out our faith together in unity Together is our witness to the world. As we live out our faith together in unity, it's our witness to the world. And you say, huh? Look at what Jesus said in John 17, verse 20. Jesus, this is the high priestly prayer. I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I in, the, in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. 
I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. I and them and you and me, may, the, may they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Wow. Didn't say uniformity. People, we, we're, we're very easy in this day and age. We all have to be in line. It's uniformity. Uniformity means we all look alike. Unity, the definition I use for unity is <clears throat> being committed to living out and working through our differences in our oneness in Christ together. We're living out our faith together in Christ. It's something that we are because we're brothers and sisters in Christ is our unity. That gives us a basis, but how do we live that out? <clears throat> because the unity that shows the world something different is we can be, I think, as, as your pastor just said, Jordan just said, you know, the, the person that's hard to get along with, if we're really committed in the body of Christ, what do we do? We go to them, not run from them. We work out our differences because of Christ. We're called to show that unity for Christ's sake. We're different, but for the sake of Christ, we're going to make it work together. And the world needs to see that peace. And Jesus is saying in his prayer, he says, as you people minister together in unity as a fellowship of believers, the world will know that I sent them and Lord that you sent me. So that gives honor and glory to Christ. Unity shows the world that God loved us also as much as he loved Jesus. Because when we're really working at living in unity, you know, I know, there has to be some things different. I remember my first church plant. We had a gal there that about every six weeks, she and I had to get together and clear the air. She was just that type of a gal. We just we kind of gritted each other. But we had made a, a commitment that we were going to really be together in Christ. And so we had to get together about every six, eight weeks and really clear the air so that we could show the unity that we had in Christ. The third reason and benefit of, the, <clears throat> of um, membership is my public commitment to grow up and live out our faith together with this group of Jesus followers. My public commitment to grow up and live out my faith together with this group of Jesus followers. When you come and say we're going to come together, you're saying a couple things. Because as the scripture teaches us, I'll read from Ephesians 4 and then I'll share just a moment. Ephesians 4, 11 and following. Now these are the gifts... Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Verse 12, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the, the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up the full and complete standard of Christ. And then here's verse 14, jump to verse 14. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together 
as each part does its own special work, it'll help the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. One of the benefits here is we're committing together to say, I'm going to grow up in Christ. I don't know about you, but I'm a little older than most people here. And there's times I would like to be like the little one over here, (laughs) someone to take care of me and all that. And, you know, we get tired of growing up, don't we? But the world needs to see us maturing in Christ, where it says we're growing up into the headship of Christ, and we're growing together. But also, by submitting, <coughs> committing to membership, you're saying, hey, I'm going to do my part to help grow this body up. And then we can also expect them to do their part to help grow us up. You see that verse 15, it says, we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. So we each do our part to grow each other up. And that's one of the, these are the, some of the benefits of, of becoming members, where we're better together and we can live that out, where we're living our faith in unity together, which is a witness to the world, which shows Jesus, God sent Jesus, and God loves us. And lastly, we're saying, hey, I want to grow up with you people. I'm committed to that. We want to be together. And again, as Pastor said, I encourage you to keep doing it because the world needs to see a body of believers that is really working in unity to show the love of Christ. We need to realize that maturity is not just head knowledge. Maturity is yielding so we can come as a team to do the service and the work that God's called us to do and has empowered us to do through his Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you as you move ahead in the years ahead and and trusting that God will do just a great work here in this area because God has planted this body of believers here who have committed to work together. God bless you. Thanks, Dan. All right, just a brief roadmap of the rest of the service, just to remind myself too. I'm going to name everyone who's here who's becoming members and then some who couldn't be with us who's becoming members. I'll have you guys then stand when we're all done with that. And uh, Dan and Bruce will pray for us. And then we're going to take communion. And those of you who would like to become members today or who are uh, becoming members will sign. We'll, have our, we'll put it on the podium here. We have our membership uh, charter page here. And not everyone is here, so we'll, we'll fill it up with signatures, and then we'll wait a few weeks till we can catch everybody else, and that way it'll be our official you know, charter member document. Uh, so with that said, uh, if, you're, if you're able, I'll start naming people who want to be members, and if you're up for it, maybe you could stand, and then as I'm done, we have uh, 38 names that I'll quick go through, uh, and then Bruce and Dan can pray for us, and then we'll move on to communion. Uh, So I want to publicly name who's becoming members here today. There's about 10 or 12 who couldn't be with us. Some are, you know, travel nursing. Some have COVID. Some are in other countries or states. Uh, But um, given the era we're in, I said, I wanted them still to be able to become members, even if they won't be able to sign for a few weeks or or even months. All right. So I'll just start naming you. And if you're if you're able, uh, stand. And then at the end, we'll we'll be prayed over. All right. Jacob and Heather Harrison. Mark and Laura Rowden, there are missionaries there in Florida, but they're, they're becoming members with us today. Uh, Titus Matthew, I don't know if Titus is here, but he's becoming a member. Josh and Veronica Gutzmer. Neely Wepa. Did I say your last name, Wepa? Yeah, 
I realized I've, I don't know how to say it. I, was, I always just first name you. All right, Kirsten Bird, David and Cynthia Johnson, Josiah and Katie Allen, Esther Baumgartner, Sarah Hagland, Krista Hagland, Dave and Carol Hagland, Tyler and Chloe Bacher, myself and my wife, Jordan and Aubrey Munson, Nat and Janine Becker, Matt and Kate Brown, John and Joanna Craw, Adam and Lori Potts. I believe Lori's downstairs with the kids, but Adam's here. Uh, Amanda and Dustin Logie, or as Siri calls them, Loge in my phone. <laughs> Calling Dustin Loge. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Nate and Jess Miller, they are in uh, doing uh, travel nursing in California. So they'll be back with us in a couple months, but they are members with us. Uh, Jeff and, Snoo and Susan, is it Snickel? Yes. I've heard your last name pronounced a few different ways, and, and I, I, I should just, you know, come to the source. And then Ben and Anna Olson. And I believe I may have left out, I don't know, if anyone's sitting who's like, hey, I'm, I'm becoming a member, uh, feel free to come up and sign later if I missed you. There were people I was texting with all weekend, and then I was looking at this list. I'm like, I forgot to put their name in. So if I've forgotten any names, uh, forgive me, and it's not, this is not a, a final list. Okay, so remain standing. I'll call Bruce and Dan forward. You are the 38 plus some odd uh, charter members of Capital City Church. So with that, I'll have Bruce and Dan can pray over us, and then Josiah can come up afterward and, and talk us through communion. All right, thanks. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful for your faithfulness to us in this time and for this purpose. And for such a time as this, Lord, for Capital City Church, we are so grateful that you have come alongside and you are a part of this. And may we never forget that. Lord, I pray this morning for a renewed vision and energy for this church plant, for Pastor Jordan and Aubrey and their family, and for Matt and others, Lord, who serve here on a regular basis. I ask, Lord, that you would help them to see your working in their lives, but also in the lives of those who they minister with. And Lord, I pray as well for open doors for this church that you would provide for them according to your will a new home or a home or a building that you would provide for them souls, individuals, Lord, who would need Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And then, Lord, I lift up these people who are standing this morning. What a blessing this is, Lord, for me to see and for all of us to be able to experience in this service. And I ask, Heavenly Father, that you would bless these people, bring them together, use them mightily for your, for your service, and may they do better than they know for your glory. I pray this in your name, Jesus Christ, in your name, amen. Father God, we do agree with the prayers that has been lifted up by Pastor Bruce 
We thank you, Father, for each person here. We thank you for how you have worked in their lives through the power of your Holy Spirit. And Father, we pray that you would continue to give them hearts that desire to draw near to you day by day. We pray not only would they draw closer to you, but Lord, as a body of believers, we pray for that unity. We pray for that witness. We pray, Father God, that you would lead them very clearly. We also pray, Father, that you'd protect them. Put your hedge of protection around this body of believers. And Father, that you would protect them from the onslaught of the evil one. And Lord, help them to stay in step with you each step of the way. Father, we do agree and pray specifically, Lord, that you'd give them a great ministry of reaching lost ones for Jesus. Lord, you know their friends and their neighbors. We pray right now that you'd be working in their lives and then helping us as a body here to be reaching out and sharing the message. Lord, just use them in a mighty way. And then, Father, we pray for clarity of vision and ministry as they move ahead. And we're asking for many, many good years of faithful service. And, Lord, that because of them, there will be many, many more people in the kingdom and in heaven because they, they shared as they were called to, and they were faithful in all the details. Again, pour out your spirit upon them and give them that anointing so that they can serve you faithfully. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much, and thank you for, for being here. We're going to uh, share communion briefly before the way uh, comes and sets up. Um, I've got our document here and a pen, and so I'm going to invite Josiah to come up as I talk you through this for just a second. Um, I invite you guys to, to come up and do communion. Josiah will explain it in just a minute here. And you can sign then, if you're becoming a member today, you can sign on your way back to your seat. I'll just put this podium down at the the, the main level here. Guys, uh, this is uh, this is an exciting moment. I'll have to get a picture of this, and we'll have to frame it or something. Uh, once other, once others have been able to sign who are out of town or suffering at home with COVID. <laughs> oh, the things you don't think you say when you're going to say when you establish membership. Um, let me uh, pray. Our, our pizza arrived from Pizza Luce just a few minutes ago. Uh, so I invite you guys to come downstairs after the service and just enjoy uh, a nice time together uh, in the basement. Um, that said, uh, the way is just showing up to set up. So I'll pray for us and then let's skedaddle right downstairs so they can get their service going. Uh, but yeah, I'll pray. Father, thank you so much for Capital City Church. Um, thank you so much for uh, Pastor Bruce and, and Marilyn and, and, and Dan Moose as well. Um, I just thank you that they could be here and help uh, establish us and send us off. We pray, Lord, that you would commission us as a church, that you would bless us, that you would pour your Holy Spirit out on St. Paul and on this church, that we would be a beacon of light, that we would be a testimony, that we would be a city on a hill uh, here in St. Paul to your good news, to your gospel, Lord. Uh, we thank you for these members and even those who've re- remained uh, regular attenders. We just pray that you'd bless everybody here and help us to shine your light. Send us, Lord, as you were sent. Send us as you were sent. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a project of the Capital City Church in the West 7th community of St. Paul, Minnesota. Find us on Instagram at Capital City Church STP or visit our website for more information at capitalcitystpaul.com.